A word of warning. What follows includes harrowing testimony and graphic descriptions of human rights violations. One incident that pushed South Africa to the brink of anarchy was the assassination of Communist Party leader Chris Harney. Millions loved him for his role in the ANC's armed wing, his militant speeches against white supremacy and his promise to uplift the poor. For these same reasons, apartheid supporters detested him. And on the 10th of April 1993, he was dead. Polish right-winger Janusz Walus and Conservative Party member Clive Darby-Lewis were sentenced to death, later commuted to life imprisonment for murdering Chris Harney. When Darby-Lewis and Walus testified for amnesty in June and August 1997, they were forced to explain why they had gunned down the man who called for peace only four days before his death. Angie Kapelianis, Darren Taylor and Anki Samuel report on the amnesty hearing that could become a test case for reconciliation. And I can't accept people's calling for war. I mean, I don't accept what the PAC is saying about a year of great storms. Chris Harney. Because I feel that we have achieved something in this country where those who have oppressed us in the past are actually talking to us and are showing readiness to negotiate for democratic elections. The man doing the shooting must have perhaps got out of his car and fired shots at close range. Franz Malherbe. I'm unfortunate to announce that Mr. Hani has, has been killed instantly. Chris Hani, who lies in his driveway today, dead. Tokyo Sehwale. He was a revolutionary. But Chris died for peace. I think you're How shall we convince people? Hamba, Hamba, Ga, Shem, Konto, Konto, Wem, Konto, Konto, Wesis. Eugene Terreblanche. Um, Janusz Valus has murdered a murderer. I don't approve of assassinations, but Chris Harney was a communist. If he were still alive to steal my fatherland, I may have had to kill him myself. <laughs> Chris is not dead. Chris Ani is alive. Long live his memory, long live. Long live the spirit of Chris Ani, long live. Amen. Wem konto, konto wesizwe. Tina, tina wafana wum konto sismisele, ugu wabula. On the one side of the hall, Communist Party supporters erupt and call for the dogs to take the stand. On the other side, grim-faced right-wingers look ahead and ignore everything that is black. Old women knit, with picnic baskets and coffee flasks at the ready, seemingly oblivious to the crescendo of sound. One of them even gives a basket of Cook sisters to Clive Darby Lewis the English-speaking South African of Scottish and German descent who insists he's an Afrikaner. 
Wie ist die Afrikaner Volk? Who is the Afrikaner Volk? I am the Afrikaner Nation. I am not a racist. I do not hate uh, black people. I don't hate anybody. But I'm very proud of the fact, Mr. Chairman, that I'm an Afrikaner and I love my people. Yes, we, we hear you. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. It was obvious to us that the late Chris Hani, as the leader of the Communist Party, was the real threat to our future and that of the Republic of South Africa. We as Christians are told that it is our duty to fight the Antichrist in whichever way we can. And Mr. Chairman, to say that Mr. Hani was a man of peace in view of what he was doing, uh, I find absolutely mind-boggling. We want to cultivate a culture of tolerance, a culture of not fighting those you disagree with, because those people are not our enemies. Did you hand to Mr. Valus a, a pistol? Yes, I did, Mr. Chairman. Mr. David Lewis, when you gave that pistol to Mr. Valus, <coughs> did you know he would use that to assassinate Mr. Hani? Yes, Mr. Chairman. Perhaps it was even a tribute to the status of Chris Hani that he was selected as a target. Mr. Darby Lewis, have you lost touch with reality, sir? Advocate George Bezos represents the Hani family. Bezos says Clive Darby Lewis can't get amnesty because his motive for killing the Communist Party leader was pure racial hatred. And he still can't stand the thought of being governed by a black man. Darby Lewis hates blacks so much, says Bezos, that he even refuses to pray with them. The church is unashamedly racist and only whites are allowed to be members. Mr. Chairman, that's the opinion of the writer of that report. Well, let's take the opinion away from the fact. Has it got any black members? No, it does not, Mr. Chairman. Darby Lewis is quoted as saying that South Africa is overpopulated because black people like to make babies. And it is a fact that black people like to have babies. Mr. Chairman, is that not a fact? Mr. Chairman, with, with respect, I don't see anything wrong with that fact. In fact, I would like to have many more babies. Despite the humour that Darby Lewis inspires, everyone is tired of listening to the politician. They want to hear the blonde Polish assassin with the cold, steel-blue eyes, Janusz Walusz, the man who pumped four bullets into their leader, finally speaks. Wszystko, co tutaj powiem, będzie prawdą, całą prawdą, tylko prawdą i tak mi dopomóż Bóg. So help me God. Everything what I will say here will be truth only and the only truth is so help me God. I emigrated into South Africa mainly because I wanted to run away from the communist system which was in Poland at that time, Mr. Chairman. Janusz Walusz tells how he came to hate communists and everything they stand for. 
the amnesty audience is silent for the first time. My late father had to start from scratch at least six times after his business was closed down for the sole reason that it was too prosperous. I was constantly harassed while making deliveries of goods. But when Janusz Walusz arrives in South Africa, he finds communists here too. So he joins the right wing, paranoid at the prospect of communist rule in his new country. While the National Party negotiates with the ANC, Walusz and Clive Darby Lewis agree. Something radical must be done to plunge the country into chaos, to stop the negotiations and to stop the communists from taking over. Falusch reconnoitres Hani's home in Boxburg on the East Rand. On Easter Saturday, he watches Hani return from the shop with a newspaper and park in the driveway. Chris Hani, Mr. Hani, got out from the car. I got out from my car. I didn't want to shoot him at the back. I called Pan Hani, Mr. Hani. When Mr. Hani turned, I took out the pistol and I shot first time in the body. Mr. Hani turned. I shot a second shot in his head. When he fell on the ground, I shot two times behind his ear. Both amnesty applicants explain how they killed Chris Hani in almost as clinical a fashion as the murder itself, and they express no regret, no remorse. Mr. Chairman, no. How can I ever apologize for an act of war? War is war. Everything I've done, I've done it because I believe in the cause, and I still believe in that cause. <laughs>